Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the world's greatest podcast. That's the way the cookie crumbles. COVID restrictions will be gone on Thursday, Stan. But that's not stopped us from getting back in the studio. It's just me and you this week. Of course, just me for and now. you at the moment. Yeah, for now. We are expecting a wild James to appear from uh, from somewhere. But yeah, we're uh, we're cracking on as always. Exactly. I hope we've got a master ball for when that wild James appears. Yeah. So we can get him without any we struggle. We can catch him. There we go. Yeah. But we're going to try something new on the pod this week. Jim's idea. So if it goes shit, you know who to blame. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to talk about our winners and losers for the weekend. So Jim's not here. He's coming a little bit later on. But we'll start with mine and Stan's winners for the weekend. So Stan, who was yep. your winners for this weekend? So my winner of the weekend was Sean Dyche's Burnley. A massive 3-0 win away at Brighton who you know we all know how well they're doing this season it's an incredible result for them um, two games in well they've got games in hands on pretty much everybody but um, it was just a really important win they've got two games on Watford two games on Newcastle and if they win both of those games which again is a massive ask it does pull them out of the relegation zone so it was very important to keep themselves within touching distance of, uh, of the teams in and around them and uh Above them, um, they've got they've still got Norwich to play. They've still got Newcastle to play on the last day. Um, they've still got Brentford who are being pulled down there as well. So they've got a few six pointers there, which you know if Burnley can get up and running, which we haven't seen them get up and running yet uh, this season. I remember we, we've all said a few times, or oh, we always say Burnley are going to go down, but they always have that run and get out of it. They haven't had that run yet this season. So with the signing of Vegas who got a goal and an assist in this game. Uh, Aaron Lennon rolling back the years um, then why not why can't they stay up I think you know it's going to go right until the final two or three two or three game weeks there's going to be you know four, five, six that can go down right until maybe even the last day when I think Brentford play Leeds on the last day and Newcastle play Burnley on the last day so they're two definitely to watch yeah definitely and I didn't know before Sky Sports News told me uh, around 5 o'clock on Saturday that Burnley drew 11 league games this yeah. season they've only won twice which and only what one team has drawn more it. which was Brighton which is why I had a draw on but uh, Sean Dyche had other plans yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he did have other plans I mean Burnley you'd do well to get them to score one most weeks and Not for them yeah. to score three especially against Brighton who were not even that, how often have Brighton conceded three this season? It can't be very often at all. So, you know, away from home as well, not even at Turf Moor. Huge win for them, huge confidence booster. Uh, and like I say, they need to start putting points on the ball with those games in hand that they've got because uh, it's going to, like I say, it's going to go down to the wire, I think, this relegation race. And to well, answer your question... Race, relegation, whatever you call it, you don't want to win the race. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you want to be at the back. Yeah, you want to be last in the race. Yeah. yeah. To answer your question, Stan, they've only conceded more than three, or, sorry, three or more once this season in a four-one loss to Man City. See, so only City have scored three, and that's you know, City do that to a lot of sides. So Burnley and City in the uh, three, three or more against Brighton crowd, then you know, um, they're doing well. Sean Dyche, brilliant win for them, and yeah, my winners of the weekend. Yeah, and we'll move on to my winners for this weekend. And to be honest, this team at the start, I didn't really know much about the manager, Bruno Large, who is obviously the Wolves manager, now I've revealed it. But they're my winners for the weekend. And mainly because having picked up this win against a rival for the European places, it might not reflect their current position in the table, but Leicester currently sit 11th and Wolves currently sit 7th. But now Wolves are only two points behind Arsenal. Bearing in mind, Arsenal do have a game in hand, but if, if Wolves 
do finish sixth, they get into that Europe, uh, sorry, that Europa Conference League, and they're only two points behind West Ham with two games in hand on West Ham. So if they win the two games in hand, they go forty six points level with your Menster. Yeah, they, Man win, United. they win the two games in hand, they go level with United, sat in four. So they're definitely in the mixer for uh, European football, and you know everybody thought Nuno did well, and he did. I can't take much away from him, especially solidifying them as a Premier League team, but. It looks right now that Bruno's, well, like I say, right now, Bruno has taken them to the next level. I think before the game on Sunday, the commentator mentioned that it was the highest Wolves have been in the league at this stage in the season for over 50 years. So you've got to give them something just for that. And, and you know, with, with 10, 15 games left, the, the chance that Wolves might get Champions League football is, you know, a brilliant job in itself. So, yeah, doing really well. Yeah, and I'm just looking at the table there. Obviously, Bruno Large, we spoke about him going forward. They've been good this season. But just looking at the goals conceded, they've only conceded 18 goals this season, which is joint second best with Chelsea. Only Man City have conceded yeah, less goals yeah. with 17. So credit where credit's due for Bruno Large. And just a little mention for the Wolves goalkeeper, Jose Sarr, who has come in this season. He's my goalkeeper on FPL draft. So he's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's, you know what he's actually saved my ass a few times this year and they've stuck with the back three system even though they've gone with Podence up front and Jimenez is back in the side again but yeah credit to Wolves especially with the back three here of bloody Kilman, Cody and Roman Sice it's not that, that's pretty much they've had those three centre-backs they're the only three centre-backs they've got at the club I think Bolly's had a long-term injury and they've brought in a uh Mar- Mar- yeah, Marcel's can play centre back as well. Yeah. Oh, and he came back yeah, as well, Pedro Neto after breaking Pedro his Neto kneecap. Pedro Neto came on, yeah, of course. Yeah, Ten yeah, months yeah. out. Brilliant little player. Yeah, I think but, um, we were saying last year when he was playing class, how he would suit Liverpool. He would have suited most top six sides. To be fair, he could have got a, you know a place in the squad at any any team in the league. To be honest, so uh, I hope he comes back from that knee injury because you know he was a great little player before that. So fair play to him and another nice goal from Ruben Neves. Yeah. I don't think he scored a tap in ever, so uh, good goal by Leicester as well. There was a few nice goals in this game. Podence with a lovely touch to set himself and a clean strike into the far corner. So, yeah, big win for Wolves. Not a very good win for Leicester, but I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, and, yeah, Wolves right up there as well. Okay, welcome back listeners. It is indeed time to introduce the third wheel. He's finally arrived. He's back from doing his big shop at B&M. Jim's here! Hey! Welcome! And now he's going to give us his winner for this week, because you've already heard mine and Stan's. Yeah, I haven't. I've been in B&M. Shit. So, um, what's yours, what's yours, Stan? Burnley. Burnley. And I was Wolves. Burnley and Wolves. Well, sticking relatively up north. Liverpool. And my winners of the weekend, um, we've discussed previously on the podcast about the title race being over, maybe. City kind of running away with it, but mm. they've uh, made some ground on City. Um, Spurs obviously upsetting them, though, the Etihad on the weekend. And Liverpool, who, through January and February, um, when Mo Salah and Mane went to AFCON, we thought maybe the emotional hangover of that, or even just missing them players for two, three games, they dropped points and... They haven't really, and now if they win, not the game's not done. If they beat City, yet, um, the Etihad were even on points, and yeah, it's just gone really well from Salah and Mane. Have showed no sign of like, the losing fatigue after Afcon. They both scored on the weekend. Um, Mane equaling John Barnes's record, and if I, if I had a player who's going to be winning, it'd be Mane. He's won the Afcon, and 
probably a very underrated Liverpool still. He's just I thought he was going to say John Barnes then. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, well, maybe, I don't know if he's been Just John Barnes for the rap. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, yeah, diff- different players, but I mean, Mane will probably go down Liverpool legend. Um, but I, th- I think just because he's in this team and he's kind of in Salah's shadow, which rightfully so, because Salah's doing silly stuff, he might not be as appreciated by the neutrals as what Salah is. No, it's a, I definitely agree with that, especially me and Dunny was actually speaking about this the other day, and it's maybe not got much to do with Mane, but it was more to do with Salah or Gerrard, who, when Salah eventually leaves, will leave the bigger legacy at Liverpool. And he was. we spoke about some players, and there was players even like, like Carragher and people like that that obviously were there for a long time and they never really get any props. Like Obviously, he was part of that Champions League winning side, but it's always Gerrard who gets the props. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it's a case of he's uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Stan? Yeah, could be. Um, yeah, no, Manny's a great player. Salah's a great player, obviously. I think it's one of them where you kind of don't appreciate it. Maybe because you've got Salah and maybe just because it's happening right now as well that they'll probably realise in a few years when... Hopefully, anyway, when Gerard's a manager and they go back to finishing sixth and seventh, um, when they've got Ryan Kent on the wing, that um, Sadio Mane was an half decent footballer. But no, great result for Liverpool at the weekend. I mean, I saw Liverpool fans celebrating that City loss almost like they'd won themselves. So yeah, that's not. Is it, is it, but, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> I agree. But it's uh, not. But a lot of things Liverpool fans do isn't normal behaviour. Yeah. Like furloughing staff, but having to re- <laughs> having to release. Well, well yeah, furloughing staff <laughs> and ha- having to release every single um, chant that they've ever made through a guy with really long hair and a fucking scabby scabby little guitar. But anyway, and um, Liverpool fans listening will know that. We have, we have to do this criticism of food because we just praised him a little bit there. Yeah, so have, that, that hurt a lot listening yeah, to and Yang. that. So. But no, seriously, you know, there's, there's, if Liverpool win that game in hand, there's 12 games left, they've got to play each other again. It's a brilliant position to be in. I mean, it's, it's City last season when United were at this stage were a good 20 points away from us. So um, Liverpool are doing really well to, to still be up there, especially with, like, like Jim says, those, those factors of losing Salah and Mane at the same time. There's not... You know, the fact that they just kept winning, I mean... Yeah, another part of my... The winners' part of Liverpool, I think, the last two games, um, they went behind at Norwich and Inter Milan were very much the better side before if Firmino scored, pretty much. And what changed the game was subs and what Liverpool haven't had over the past few years is that squad depth. But Jürgen Klopp has rightly said um, this week that this is the best squad he's ever managed because he, in previous years he was looking past that front three and going, well... They step in, it's Regi and Shakiri, and it's a massive drop off. But we've seen now they've got Jota, that front Diaz, three yeah. behind the front three. They've got Jota and Luis Diaz, so it looks like he's fit seamlessly. And and even in midfield, when they make subs now, they're bringing on like Cater and Henderson. He's coming on now that I'm starting. So the the squad is as, as for me as strong as it's ever has been. Welcome back listeners, it is that time, time for the bet of the week, the time where I can tell you how to win some pennies, we've had a few weeks off due to the FA Cup and our hectic schedule here at the Cookie Pod, but we're back this week and I've got a winner for you, so get your betting apps at the ready. 
because we're starting in southwest London at Brentford. We've got Newcastle to win away at Brentford, and with a lot of bookies at the moment, they're roughly about two to one Newcastle away at Brentford. So back it on early to avoid disappointment in that one. Then we head over to the Amex Stadium, Brighton versus Aston Villa. We're going to go Brighton versus Villa to be both teams to score for Stevie. So maybe you can make that two wins in nine and get them a win. But we're just playing it safe and going both teams to score. Then we're going to head it to Sellers Park. We've got Palace v Burnley. I've gone for under 2.5 goals in this game. Bit of a weird one. Burnley have scored three in the last game, which means they're probably not going to score in this game with Murphy's Law. And Palace probably will score about eight because they should have had eight against Chelsea. <laughs> and then we finish off at Old Trafford. And it's pretty simple. We've just got Man United to beat Watford. Both teams coming off a win albeit quite late in the Watford game. But just to recap the bet of the week, we've got Newcastle to win away at Brentford, Brighton, Aston Villa, both teams to score, Palace, Burnley under two and a half, and Man United to beat Watford at Old Trafford. And Stan, what can the listeners do with that information? They can shove it up the rackers. Oh, cock, it's only me and you here. Jim's not here to save you. It's a 1v1 in the dojo of the fat bastard. I'm in the gulag. <laughs> and this week's question is, coming off the Watford win, Roy Hodgson makes it six away wins for Watford, but the last six away wins for Watford, Cook, have come under six different Watford managers who are the other five apart from why oh um okay this could be a while <laughs> um, Walter Mazzari no fuck not a good start <laughs> Ranieri yes yes Marco Silva no fuck running out of Watford managers <laughs> <laughs> um Sean Dyche no 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 Bit more recent, think of all the random Brem ones. Yeah, oh, um. They had a, a guy who was at Leicester before Ranieri. Bit of a weirdo. Uh, oh, Nigel Pearson. Nigel Pearson. Nigel Pearson. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you are an ostrich. Yeah, ostrich, yeah. burying your head in the sand. What a freak. Um, one of the guys that <sighs> has done this has been at the club twice and got sacked twice. Oh. Very handsome yeah. gentleman. Oh. I can't think of his Kike. name. Kike. Oh, yeah. Kike Sanchez Flores. Yeah. yeah, nice beard. Yeah, lovely. Nice lovely, beard. Very attractive. Um, how many left? Two left. Two left. Um, Zola. No. Oh. One, of, one of them won Jim Money on being the next manager to be sacked one season. They also got Watford, I think, to an FA Cup final. But they lost 5 or 6 nil to City. Oh, oh, Javi Gracia. Yeah, Javi Gracia. Yeah. I remember him now. See what, see what I mean, though? There's so There's many, so many like, forgettable... You forget, you forget. Well, the last guy is called Munoz, who I can't even remember them ever having. So, uh, unless that's Cisco. Was he Cisco Munoz? Yeah, I think you're right. It might have been I, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. So, yeah. Definitely. Watford's last five... Well, last six now, but before... Disregarding Hodgson's win on, on Saturday, Watford's last five Premier League away wins have come under five different managers, and that is Javi Gracia, Kike Sanchez-Flores, Nigel Pearson, Cisco Munoz, and Claudio Ranieri. Oh, I'm melting! Oh, you fucking bastard! What have you done to me? No! Get out, you cunt. <laughs> So we're talking, talking, is that a word? No, talking. We talk, what is it? 
Tip. We talked or we've spoken. We've, we've spoken. spoken English, please. Thank you. We've spoken a lot about winners, but with winners, there must be losers. So true. So, Stan, your loser of the weekend, please. Well, my loser of the weekend has to be Leeds over at Ellen Road. The first um, first United Leeds game at Ellen Road with fans there for two decades, and uh, we scored another bucket load of goals against them. And the best bit about this game was the fact that we gave them hope. It's, it's, it's always nice when you win a game 4-0 but it was nice seeing them get two goals in a minute it's not at the time it was a feisty one Look, oh very feisty horrible so Scottish horrible. oh I mean eight yellow cards six goals uh, waterlogged pitch it had everything really best Sunday league in um, oh yeah it was lovely I mean I've seen a lot of people older, older generations saying that it was you know a proper throwback game and it really made them miss those you know 70s 80s games that were, that were like that most weeks especially the derbies but yeah, just the fact that Leeds have, have probably, they've all been waiting there. It's probably one of them when they've all gone to bed on Saturday night with the clothes next to them that they're going to wear on on, on Sunday morning to the game. And uh, they've woken up and they've conceded another bucket load of goals. And United have played Leeds four times in the league now since they've come up and we've scored uh, 15. We've scored six, five and four. Uh, I think it is, something like that. Six, five and four. We drew nil no once. That's a good result for them. Um, and you and yeah and us as well yeah so it's just th- th- that's why they're my losers because I just know how much they were looking forward to this game yeah. and they just lost again and it's brilliant and it's quite nice of United to have a rival that we can actually go and slap because Liverpool and City are doing well <laughs> so at least there's still somebody there that we can go and bully for a little bit so uh, and, um, part of me hopes they don't go down so well, we can get our three, four, six points whatever it is we won't lose every year so well, I was going to ask you about that because opening game for Leeds include the likes of Spurs, uh, Liverpool, Leicester. And they, for, for the first time in like what five years since they've started this, come up from like League One or wherever, wherever they was. But are they looking behind them now? I think they have to. I mean, like I say, Leeds Brentford's the last game of the season, and I think they'll be looking at that, probably thinking that it might come down to that. I don't think they can look at the run of fixtures they've got and think, nah, I don't think it'll. You know, I think we'll be comfortable by then. I mean. Why not? I mean, we look at the form there. The last four games, they've lost three and drawn one. It's not, it's not a good run. Rafinha, I don't know if he's fallen out with Bielsa or what, but he got subbed pretty early on the other night. He didn't start in this one. Uh, he subbed on and, and was instantly the best player and scored. So they really need to sort that out. And Patrick Bamford and Calvin Phillips have been missing pretty much all season. So um, they've had massive injury worries and... They really need to be worrying because, like I say, the, the numbers of games down there is really messy. So once it kind of levels out, you don't really know where anybody's going to be. Uh, but I do think Leeds will be right down there. Yeah, especially like you just said, and Jim saying looking back, they're definitely looking back for the players that got onto the Prem and they're not fit. Like you yeah, said, Bamford right. and Phillips, they're yeah. best two players, I would say, with yeah. Rafinha. Yeah. And apparently, um, according to reports, that it's Rafinha basically saying, regardless if we stay up or I not, think, I'm uh, off. Yeah. Like he's basically saying, I want to go. Yeah. Basically, let me let me go because there's some big teams after him. I know Bayern Munich are interested. Oh. I know Liverpool are interested. Yeah. I know Man United. Are yeah, interested. I think it's fully deserving of that move. I think he's shown over the last couple of seasons that he's, he's definitely a Premier League player, if not probably a, a European, you know, even Europa League, Champions League level of player. Whether it's you know a squad player or he's one of the star players for a team, but um, he's probably half pissed off because, yeah, like you say, he plays every week. Whenever I see him, I think. Seven out of ten every week. It's probably pissing him off that they're down there and he can't defend for Sofia. Yeah. So and they made no signings 
uh, yeah. at all no. since since last season. So Dan James, that was it. Well, yeah. but the, that was, was that in January, wasn't it? No, in the summer. Uh, so, so yeah. they rejected really late. Really late. But even nothing in January though, when they know they're struggling with all the injuries, I think it's fair to say from Rafinha's yeah. point of view that the board or whoever's in charge of it, if, whether not, it's Bielsa yeah. not wanting to sign any player and it has to fit his system or whether it's the board just being stingy, they're not matching his yeah, ambitions. They're, they're, yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's probably more it, to be fair, not matching the ambitions and they're probably thinking, if we can just get in the Prem and stay up, really? spend, as, spend as, as little as we can, kind of Mike Ashley school of thought, yeah. spend as little as we can but school stay up. Business. School yeah. of business. Take, take the profits <laughs> and, and you know, eventually if we stay up for a few years we'll just become a side that never goes down. Um, but you know I'd, I'd, it'd be funny if he went down and then last thing on the East Gym do they need to make a managerial change to stay up or have they got enough well, see, so it's, so it's a tough one because who'd you get uh, well after um, oh, his name escapes me the Leipzig manager is it what's his name Jesse March Jesse March has been rumoured to go there but it's, it's a tough one because I think they've they've trusted Bielsa so much and, and rightly so for most of it because yeah. they've, they've stuck loyal to him and remained a bit patient with Signing players like he wants and stuff, but yeah, that's going a bit stale this year, isn't it? Um, they seem to me they're still playing the exact same football as last year. They've played the, last, played the same football all year, and as commendable as it might be, there's a point where you look at the league table and you think you might go down and like change something. Yeah, um, I know they've not got the, the striker and the keepers not doing as well as last season, but I mean, you can't just sit there and watch it happen. I mean, yeah, they signed Rodrigo for thirty million last summer. Mm. Like we forget about him. He scored that cross against United, but he's shit. Let's be honest, he's not very good. He's no, not. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's not proof value for money. Has he? No, no, not at all. Especially not when he's playing in the Champions League for Valencia. No, no, no. FIFA beast. <laughs> he was a <laughs> he was a cheap beast for those starter <laughs> squads, man. He definitely was a cheap beast, but. Um... Yeah, Ludes. Ludes? Ludes. Ludes. Whoa, that. whoa, Ludes. <laughs> Ludes. Ludes. <laughs> They're expired. They're expired, bro. Can't get them anymore. Leeds. Allegedly. Def- definitely. Leeds, definitely the losers for me this week. Or the Luders. Oh, fuck. Maybe they're on Ludes. That's why they're so shit. Send Ludes. Tag him in the name of Send Ludes or... So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> that was the one I had in my mind. So you're telling me there's a chance. Don't do that. Don't give me hope. Fuck. Okay, and we'll carry on with the losers, and we will head straight over to Norwich, who have, have enjoyed losing a lot this season, Cook. They have. It's almost their favourite thing to it do is. in the Premier League, <laughs> and also the most detested thing to do in the Champ, because they love winning in the Champ, but oh, they yeah, hate yeah. winning yeah, in the yeah. Premier League. But yeah, they're my losers. They took hard L's this weekend, especially with Watford and Burnley both winning. But the only silver lining really for Norwich this weekend is that Newcastle drew and didn't win. Mm-hmm. Everton got beat and Leeds got beat as well. So that's the only silver lining for Norwich. But to really hammer home how fucked Norwich are, they're level on 17 points with Burnley, but Burnley have three games in hand. And obviously Burnley have only won, we've said, two games all season with 11 draws and the rest they've lost. But even if Burnley win two of these three games in hand, which is... A lot to ask, but Norwich are 53 goals they've conceded. <laughs> 53 and 25. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, say less, I think. Minus, <laughs> say, thir- minus 38 yeah, goal difference, you, you, which is you just look at them double, and double the closest yeah. one, really, isn't well, it? Look at them and Burnley, and on the same points, it's almost 30 goals, isn't it? Yeah. That just shows Burnley end of a chance of every game. Well, Burnley will be. Th- Sean Dyche should be thinking, you know, if we win a few games from now till the end of the season, one nil, then 
they'll probably stay up, but Norwich just don't have a chance of winning a game 1-0. Yeah, the only thing that really goes... Well, it's not even in Norwich's favour. They've scored 15 and conceded 53. To put that in comparison with teams around them, Burnley have scored 20 and conceded 29. So they don't score a lot, but they don't concede yeah, that much Yeah, but they're either. giving themselves a chance. And then Watford in front of them have scored 24 and conceded 43. But Newcastle scored 26, conceded 45. So, so Cook, I would ask you... Come on, Burnley. What percentage chance as the team that... Has scored the least goals in the league and conceded the most goals in the league. Got up staying up. <laughs> I would give Norwich a two percent chance to stay up. Wow. And that's only because of Dean so you're Smith. You're saying there's a Smith. Dean Smith. <laughs> Dean Smith. That's the only reason they're on two percent because okay. they are shit. And yeah, actually, no. One percent. One percent for Dean Smith. One percent for Wee Billy. That's the only reason. Oh, that's, that's the <laughs> only that's Billy Gilmore to everybody who's listening. Oh yeah, like they don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but Norwich are fucked. Yeah, not yeah. I mean, we've said pretty pretty much since the opening game of the season that we think Norwich are going down. So, and they'll be back up the year after. Never, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they love it. They love a yo-yo. So uh, they'll probably be back in it in a couple of seasons. It should be blocked. There should be a rule that blocks you from doing that. Yeah. You can't get relegated and promoted back for more than two seasons in a row. You just get blocked, sorry. It goes to the next I can't team. be arsed going to Carroll Road and picking up three points every year. It's fucking boring. The thing is, it's not... On the R5 kick-off, because it's always an R5 kick-off at Carroll Road. Oh, midweek. Yeah, <laughs> Midweek, yeah. eight o'clock. Yeah. It's a lengthy trip, though. It's shit. Oh, Chelsea Norwich, midweek. And it's live. Have <laughs> <laughs> you noticed about Norwich? Is it near any other ground? Ipswich. Is- no, yeah, I mean, in, in, the, in, the, in the Prem, it's always a trek. Oh, no, well, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, it's like it's East Anglia. Like it's, like it's a bastard to get to. So if we yeah. all did a fault, we could just get rid of him, right? Norfolk, yeah, get rid of him. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Who, who comes up, who's Bat- replaced? He, he, yeah. he would park. Yeah. No, yeah. Lee, that's close. Lee's yeah, yeah. Is it? Why? Yeah. Why do we live? Uh, no comment. No Jim, losers of the week. Run, con, run, con. It's me for exposing. No, postcode. Jim exposing the Jim, who is your loser My loser of the week is West Ham. Wow, they're up there. We've just gone from the bottom to yeah. a lot further up. The Queen side has some, 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 some say the Queen is a West Ham fan. Really? Yeah. Is that why she's got COVID? Does she I know bother? Is she still working through it? Does she know bother? He's a journal, mate. She doesn't. He's not a journal. She doesn't speak to fucking journal. She doesn't speak to fucking journal. Where is she? Definitely don't talk to Tommy Atcher. <laughs> Where's the bees and Annie? Carry on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if you've not watched Green Street you're fat like Norwich <laughs> West Ham um, so yeah good firm shit football team <laughs> no they've they, they, they done really well this season I think and um, I don't think the pre-season aims was to qualify for Champions League but I think maybe after like early December when they, they beat Chelsea didn't they and they've also got mm-hmm. did they, they, did. they beat Liverpool too didn't they like not long after, before that yeah yeah and, yeah, and um, yeah. you can't follow this could be a Champions League side especially with United struggling and um, Arsenal Spurs, Spurs, Spurs struggling Arsenal, Arsenal yeah. always beat, yeah. beatable um, but this weekend and I think maybe the past few weekends I don't think the form's horrible but they aren't beating teams that are... They're only beating teams for me recently that are shit, like they've been a Watford and a Norwich and a Leeds, but they haven't beat a good side in a while. Um, Southampton beat them not long ago. Yeah, we did, um, we did them late on. Yeah, yeah. The, and this weekend in particular, you've seen the teams around them. United got a great win uh, at Leeds. Arsenal have got a lot of game in hands and they won and they've got another game in the week. Spurs got a great result and put themselves back in top four contention. And Wolves, over the past few weeks, who've Pretty one of the Premier League's best defences this season. They got another win. They got t- t- two wins. Um, where they was probably not the best side. And now West Ham. If you look at them sides, 
it's not out of contention to say that West Ham, though, he played the most, he played 26 games and have no games on anyone, could slip all the way down to eighth, um, yeah. which is going from, well, we could push the Champions League to we're not even going to qualify for the Conference League, which is something that not West Ham won't be above. They will love anything in Europe, like the away days. And I just think we need to pick up some form now. And Antonio's been especially quiet um, over the past few weeks. Jared Bowen's picked up a lot of that slack, scoring and assisting. He's, yeah. I think he's doing mental numbers. He could be in the England squad soon. Second most assists in the league. Well, Michael Antonio's in trouble, I think. I think he needs to get some goals. Uh, oh. so, so, yeah, another part of West Ham taking a huge L is um, the reports of Kurt Zuma receiving some lovely um, cat whistles, meows, from uh, Chris Wood, which is... We, we love to see typical Sunday league striker though. <laughs> he is, doing, yeah, doing he what is. a Sunday league striker would do and trying to just wind his his his, uh, his defender up by whatever means necessary. <laughs> Craig Dawson went to the ref about it, which he did out, time, makes it yeah. even funnier. It's funny that it wasn't Zuma; it was like his mate going, "He keep Messi keeps making cat noises in him." <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> even Zuma who brought it up. Zuma's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking white man. noise, yeah, white noise. <laughs> He's heard them cat screaming before. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Oh, we shouldn't laugh. Well, uh, the only the, the only thing that I remotely feel sorry for is he's been Costco and bought a load of IAMs. <laughs> so we'll have to give them away. That's the only problem. Bought a load of IAMs. <laughs> I am an IAMs guy. That's the pod title. <laughs> <laughs> and then brackets allegedly. <laughs> I am an Irons guy. Uh, oh my god. A Miamics. I don't even think they do Irons. I don't know, this one ain't come with a bundle. I'm in a win, a million in chocolate chips, and that's just how my cookie crumble. I put a skirt on a whip and a crown on a six with this. Okay, welcome to Eleven Ball. And before we get proceedings underway, guys, we've got a lawyer. We, yeah, Oz and Warwick, we've been in contact with uh, Mr. Davis. The little man himself, and um, allegedly. Well, no, I've seen him actually. He's oh, right, fair more, yeah. um, he's, <laughs> he's well. He's come up to his his balls. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Does, is it one in each or two balls, one welly? Two in one. That's two what I thought. Two yeah. balls. It's a great video that. Two balls, one welly. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little shocked. <laughs> don't you? Don't Google that. <laughs> um, anyway, we've seen um, the word all a phenomenon has taken over the world and someone has stolen 11 of all guys yeah how do you feel about that Stan? Uh, just sad but you know we're going to be very rich soon when we take them to the cleaners so I'm fine yeah. I mean I've I've already made sure that we've we filed suit this morning 8am sharp <laughs> and uh, yeah I've sent a cease and desist over there Jim yeah straight away says you cannot produce anymore because it's too similar to us and Warwick's been on the blower as well. Has he, he? He's, he's not happy. No, he's... Uh, he's fuming. He's fuming. Yeah. He's fuming. He's... Yeah, less said, but... You better. don't want to see him when he's angry. No. He actually goes up two jean sizes when he's angry. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> anyway, Jim. Anyway, I thought we'd, st- we'd still carry on with the, the tradition of 11 ball. Well, we have to. It's we, our baby. We own it. Because if we don't do it today, then that's like... Lying down. The terrorists win. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the terrorists do win. The terrorists do. win if we don't do it. So and we can't do. let the terrorists win. No. So anyway, um, here's the team. Here's here's what we have to guess for. Um, as we've seen in the news recently, Talksport's very own Jack Wilshire oh, has yeah. um, signed for our house in the middle of our street in Denmark. Yeah. Um, is it Denmark? Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's gone there, which is exciting for Talksport listeners such myself. And I've gone back to a time when Jack Wilshire 
was raved as one of the greatest midfielders, maybe, maybe, maybe in the world. Maybe Pep said he's a great player when a 19-year-old Jack Wilshere rocks mm. up at the new Camp in the last 60 in the Champions League, 2011. I don't remember it. Do anyone else remember? I do. Yeah, yeah, I see like, really yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And so with Wilshere being out of that, obviously it's more of a tenable this, this, this week, which is I think. It's not show that I don't think. Shock, no, I've never never heard that. Shocky's injured. Um, so obviously Wilshere was one of the eleven, and I want to know that eleven that beat Barcelona on that night. Like I said, 2011, last 16, first leg, um, first stand. 2010. 2011. 2011. Valdez. Oh, we do the Arsenal team. Not the Man United team. Oh yeah, not the Middlesbrough team from 2015. No, 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 no. That'd be okay. saying. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no! Oh, we've got the wrong game. Have we? Yeah, you have got the wrong game. Arshavin? Because Messi didn't score. I had him higher. No. Okay. We've got, got the wrong game. I think I'm a year after. Or yeah, maybe a year before. I actually, in a white Arsenal kit, no, I see. Arshavin actually did score in the game. But he didn't start. Oh. oh. Okay. Right, so you both lost life there, so we oh. need to be better. Oh, yeah, Ibuwe. Emmanuel Bowie. Fun yeah. facts about Emmanuel Bowie. Um, <laughs> He's actually spot that Is that um, he wanted to um, quit football and um, look after the Queen's Corgis? Who was the one that wanted to quit and be a porn star? Not a bit. Oh. Who oh, was that? Esso Cotto, was it him? Yeah. Was That's it? Cotto. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wanted to be a porn star. I thought yeah, it was right. a is correct. He got cook. Um, sticking with goat fullbacks, Gail Cliche. Invincible. Well. Yeah, as am I now for saying that. Desk. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh fuck. Yes, correct. That's a bit slutty, that. Oh god. Tickle your balls a little bit and say he's not the only midfielder that started that game. Up for both clubs at some point. Okay. Okay. Um, fuck. Not going down that route. I'm gonna go for RVP. RVP, yes. Couldn't okay. think. Couldn't think. Is it? Um, Start what's happening. Yeah. Is it the guy you were uh, thought Priol was passing in the league trophy before he passed it to Abidal? Who just so I can't. Oh. In, in Alex Song, in one of the most cringiest videos oh, ever. If you, if you want to watch that, just Google, just uh, search that on the YouTube. Nearly as cringy as that geezer kissing Ariana Grande. No, it's not. On cheek. That's hot. Song is correct. That's the midfield free box stop. Um, and the full backs. So full backs plus one. You need the centre backs. You need a keeper, and you need. You kind of played a four-three-two one year. Uh, kind of like inside forwards wingers, you know. All right, okay. I'm gonna go for Sami Nasri. Sami Nasri, correct. That's what I was gonna go with. Well, it's done. Jovino, Yalquasi. Ooh. Incorrect. <gasps> Nasri without the eye uh, IV drip. <laughs> Allegedly, remember he got high. Centre halves. Centre halves. Um, think Cushy only. Yes. Vermaelen. No. Skilachi. Stan. No. You're panicking here. You're panicking there. So bad. Uh, so, you've got three, <laughs> so you've got three players left. You've got the goalie, you've got a centre back, and you've got. Chesney. Chesney. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now you've Chesney. got two. You've got a centre back so and you've got, um, a winger slash inside forward. I don't want to work. Vermaelen, no. He was up there. Skilachi, no. No. He was. He was Yohan Giroud. Yeah, stuck in the middle, Giroud. Yohan Giroud. Who else? Who else? Um, so we're missing one player, aren't one, we? Yeah, one player. Strikers. Hopefully, we'll make the, in the front three with no, that IVP. It's like an entire party system. Yeah, I think I think I think he's a really good young up and coming talent for England. Oh, Theo. Theo Walcott. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that's Maybe. a great team. Great team. Maybe did all right there. 
We did. You did. We Sam Pines a bit there. He said really. Marks. It was real. Well, it still is, but it was a really poor era. Well, no, they still had some good players. They did. They were getting top four. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were to be fair. But they still had their Yohan uh, Giroud for every. Uh, because yeah, <laughs> he is the goat. Yeah, yeah. There well, we go. There we go. There you go. Arsenal. It's back. The Champions League is back indeed, and it's getting to that awkward stage where they do some on some week and then some on the other. But it's more content for you and the Cookie Pod listeners. So we're just going to do a little breakdown of the games that have already happened. Spoiler alert: This is recorded on a Monday, put it out on a Tuesday. But we'll start, Jim, with yeah. Man City. Yeah. They went away to Lisbon, and they showed you the belly, but. City were good, very, very good, very ruthless. Yeah, from the highlights. I didn't think it was a game where you watch anything that's a five 0 game, especially the first half. It wasn't a four 0 first half. I actually thought Sporting were okay. They did a lot of, they broke a few times, which not a lot of teams do against City. Um, but the lad, the old Benfica lads, especially Bernardo Silva, um, had a parts player this one. He was booed. I mean, he made one appearance for the under nineteen team. So it's a bit of a tenuous link to Benfica anyway. Very. <laughs> um, Very. And Is that Arsenal booing Kane? <laughs> and Diaz was booed all the time. But yes, it's 5 0. They put the game to bed in the first half of a two legged tie. Which put it is, in another house? Yeah, Not to bed. <laughs> which, which is very impressive. And um, there's a few good players there for the sport. And I think the manager's done really well. And I could see him getting a big job. And especially, um, I'm going to find his name. It's like Gonzalez or something. He's got a lot of goals this season. He was really Gonzalez. good. Um, so his Pedro yeah. Gonzalez. Yeah, he's. I don't know how you pronounce it. He, he he's was, a winger, isn't he? Yeah, he was very impressive. Um, oh, yeah, and a shout out to um, Ricky Ajao, who um, is a yeah. FM foot manager legend for me and Stan. He, he had an awful guy. game. But doesn't matter. He doesn't matter because he was playing left centre back and we've never deployed him there, have we, Stan? No, it's a right back. It's a right back. You should know that. Um, so, yeah, really impressive from City. Yeah, City could literally go and field the reserves and still get through, I think, Stan. Yeah, I'd agree so. I'd agree. I mean, City could field the reserve team and the Bremen still get top four with it. Probably. If, if, you, play, if you played the second 11 rather than like youth. If, if City swapped their 11 out, none of the 11 in that first leg played in the second leg, they'd still probably win anyway. Very true. <clears throat> but you've still got some big names missing out of that 11, so they'll be, they'll be fine. So if, uh, they're definitely in the, uh, in the hat for the quarterfinal. Definitely, and we're sticking with English sides playing away, and we're going to go to Milan. Liverpool beat Inter 2-0 at San Siro. Only two shots on target for Liverpool. Both went in in this match. Jim, obviously we spoke about this off mic. Inter were the better side here for roughly about three quarters of this game. Yeah, they did really well. They surprised me a lot, actually. Um, and from what I've read, it's kind of in the story of the recent weeks in big games where they've controlled it and looked really impressive, but not managed to win. Um Obviously, they're dropping off our top spot in Serie A, and I thought a few players were really impressive. Um, Arturo Vidal, who's 34, 35, and he had to fill in for Barella, who's suspended. He did really well, considering his age against the energetic Liverpool side. Brozovic was really impressive. But at the end of the day, when you look at the front line, they had Dzeko and Perisic in it. It's just not enough pace to... Yeah, he was getting in behind, but you see in the clip of Van Dijk, I think, when he gets back really quickly and... <clears throat> Perisic running down the wing as much as Trent can be out of position he, they just catch him up in the end um, but yeah you, you, you did right until the goal they was the better side and I think subs ultimately won Liverpool the game because as Liverpool brought on they bring on Luis Diaz um, K 
cater. They, they, they made like a triple sub at one stage. Um, I don't know if you brought on Mane actually instead of Luis Diaz. Yeah. Luis Diaz came on. Yeah, triple sub. Diaz, Henderson and Cater. And yeah. then at half-time for me. You know, like okay, and then run through it into Broughton for me. And uh, Damian, was... Ranocchio, Gagliadini and DiMarco. And Alexis Sanchez came on for it as well. Oh yeah, you or, did. Um, and 70th yeah. minute. So that's Playing the piano. That's just the difference in it in... <laughs> Squad depth and ultimately that that's the pull the game for me. English yeah, Prem money win. versus Serie A money stuff. Well that's it. I mean if, if you're in a position where you're subbing on uh, Alexis Sanchez and Damian to change the game then uh, I've been there before and it doesn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> throwback. It is a throwback. Okay, moving on to the third match. RB Salzburg, Bayern Munich. I think pre pre game, I think we could all say that Bayern were definitely gonna slap these and definitely it. qualify. Yeah. But they only scored in the 90th minutes to get an equaliser. They did an undeserved equaliser as well, from what I understand. I didn't watch the game myself, but I saw a lot of people saying how well uh, Salzburg played and that they definitely deserved the win. But um, probably a little bit disheartening in the end that, um, that Bayern got that goal. But without the away goal rule, which we're going to talk about, yeah. Salzburg are very much still in it. So... Um, who knows? We'll see with that one. Definitely, probably the shock of the round in terms of results. Yeah. Um, Aka killers. Yeah, definitely Aka killers. And uh, yeah, brilliant result for Salzburg. And uh, yeah. I, I love a lot of people talking about Salzburg as if they're um, a kind of Ajaxi, Monaco kind of style where they're going to get gutted in the, in the transfer market. They've got a lot of players. I'm not familiar with a lot of them, but yeah. Um, and the other big one, Cook, was um, Kylian Mbappe's. Great day um, against Madrid. I mean, we don't know if he's going to be playing at PSG or playing for Madrid next season. It looks like it's going to be one of them. And I think even Madrid losing that game, the fans are kind of going, well, I don't think they're too bothered, really. I think they're kind of applauding the goal, going, oh, we might have him next season anyway. Yeah, I saw that Nasser Khalifi is apparently offering him a million euros a week to stay. Um, I, st- I still think he'll turn it down to go to Real and part of that super project because I think they'll probably get Haaland San Camavinga in the summer I think they're building a younger we'll Real Madrid again, for the yeah. future yeah. and like we said about the away goal Mbappe scored in the 94th minute Stan but a lot of the impetus on this game was on Real Madrid to do anything and they didn't well, have they a didn't, shot at goal they, they had three shots in the yeah. whole game yeah three shots all off target and uh yeah, Madrid just, they were there to try and take a nil-nil and then try and win it at the Bernabeu. So I suppose they got what was coming to them with that late Mbappe goal. Um, Madrid, there was a couple of Madrid players, that I don't know who it was, uh, just switched off. And you know, the, the, the pace the pace of Mbappe was, was impressive, but from a defensive point of view, they, they probably thought there's 30 seconds left, we've done it, we've got a nil-nil to take back. And that last, that, that switch of, you know, switching <clears> off when you're against a player like Kylian Mbappe, he's going to, he's going to, Kill you. Ah, Especially when he's the only one nice. in that front line doing anything. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he's, he's very um, much Mbappe's team now. Yeah, he was only PSG trying to win that game. Uh, Messi obviously missed a penalty. Uh, Mbappe got yeah. the goal in, in the end. So it was all of the goal mouth action was um, was was from PSG. So just a just a quick one on PSG, Stan. Where do they go after this season? Because obviously the ultimate game is gain. What's the one I'm trying to say? They're ultimate. Whatever is goal, goal. That's the word. He's trying to win the Champions League and has been for so many years. But at the end of this season, they could lose the best player. Mm. Pochettino seems very out of favour, and I doubt that he's there next season. No, so they have to find a new it. manager. Messi has struggled to impress, um, mm. and Neymar looks like he he might, he might be coming to an end for Neymar. 
Um, well, he's talking about the MLS today, isn't he? So he said he wants to do a year. He likes it because you can have a three, four month break. So. I respect it. Well, there's, there's a lot of all, aging players. Is what I'm saying. So, what, what do they go from? Where do they go from here? Well, I, th- I think they put all their eggs in one basket with signing Ramos, signing who's hardly played, signing Messi, who for whatever reason hasn't hit the ground running, whether it's personal or whether it's it's because he. I don't know, he's dropped off or the league is better than he thought it would be, whatever, or, or an amalgamation of all of them. Um, if they don't win the Champions League this season, which, you know, right now you wouldn't say that the favourites at all, uh, you don't know where they're going to go. I do think uh, Pochettino will leave at the end of the season. I think they'll definitely be looking at um, Zinedine Zidane to come in, the guy who won three Champions Leagues in four years with Real Madrid, was it, or something like that. I know that was a great Real Madrid team, but... Zidane's got that swagger that maybe PSG will need to uh, manage all those egos. They might all look to him. Obviously, he's a French footballing legend, uh, you know, the biggest French club at the moment, anyway, or at least the most successful. Um, so that's probably where they'll go with it. In terms of personnel, I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll probably pick somebody up off, off a lower French club that will do them. They won't be as good as Mbappe. Or, little one, to think about cut, will they uh, try and tempt Mohamed Salah in there? Uh, Mohamed Salah's coming out, slotting in, in the Killian Mbappe-shaped hole. Um, you know, Egyptian, North African player, Muslim player, Muslim owners at Paris. Does it all go together? I mean... <clears throat> if, there, if Salah's issue at Liverpool seems to be the wages, if he's willing to yeah. offer Mbappe a million a week, yeah. could he just say that to Salah, come here? I th- You've I done think what you sure. were going to do in England. He might Salah may still win the Champions League and the, and the league or one, one or the other, so... Why not? I mean, I, I personally would, but it's, it says a lot about PSG and obviously the ownership model that on deadline day they did turn down, was it 100 million or 150 million? Something for, for Mbappe. Yeah. And obviously, it's contracts and, and obviously it was like, <clears throat> they had no time to replace him and they, they were never really going to accept it's, it's a power it. move as, yeah. as well. It's, it's, and it's, for him to just be like, no, because some people would have said, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, for him to still be like, no, makes me think that He's just going to, especially with FFP being as laxed as it is now with the pandemic and stuff, even if he loses Mbappe, which obviously he definitely doesn't want to do because he's offering him a million a week, he'll be the highest paid player of all time. And I just think that if Mbappe goes, which he obviously loves Mbappe, it'll just be like, right, I've he's gone, I need someone else. And if Liverpool don't pay the wages, they will lose Salah to Real Madrid or PSG or someone yeah, yeah, yeah. in that ilk who will give him that money because they know... He's carried them to a league. He's carried them to a Champions League. You know he's a winner. He's probably the best player in the world as well. And I think if Salah's not signed a contract by now, I don't see why he would come the end of the season. So if Liverpool aren't going to bow down to his wage demands, then ah, I like what you did. I'm this, sure. Though. Oh well, yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> if they're not going to bow down to his wage commands, then like I say, if Mbappe stays at PSG, Madrid will want him, and if he goes to Madrid. PSG can swoop yeah. in for, for Mr Salah it makes sense and then the current PSG team I, th- I think football works in cycles and I think the way, when you look at they sign all these free agents these experienced winners in Ramos and Messi and the likes and Alden, yeah. yeah you kind of think that cycle is kind of it's not lived up to what what he thought it, what he, what he thought he might and um, going on to this week's Games Cook um, it's very much Chelsea's <coughs> cycle the champions of the world they've won everything in the last 10 years Everything that they've possibly been in, um, and they start the campaign in the Joe Cole Derby. Yeah, not the end. That's our one. No, other than like, we already said. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's somebody else, but leave it. Leave it with me. Okay. Leave it with me. But um, but yeah, Lille. We played these in the, our groups last season. We should beat these. They they've lost their better players. 
for like and the ones that they've, they've kept for example Botman who was very close to going to Newcastle he'll go in the summer they've got Renato Sanchez who doesn't want to be there he had a gentleman's agreement to go in last summer and no one really showed for him mm. and then they've got obviously Jonathan David who is a big threat in my opinion yeah. and I've been very um, very enthusiastic about him because he's a player I like a lot from Canada as well which is quite a, a strange place to be very good at football and yeah he's he's dangerous he's rapid good finisher and like I said I think he'll make a team very happy would you um, start or bench um, seven touch man Ronald Lukaku tomorrow night I'd bench him personally because <clears throat> not even because of the, the seven touch thing which is ridiculous in and of itself I, I saw it's the the lowest amount of touches in 90 minutes since records began. Well, almost from kickoff as well, so we're eight, six touches. Yeah, there you go. Then. There you go. <laughs> six touches in open in open play then. But personally, I think Chelsea are a lot more fluid when we don't play with him and Havertz plays up front, and then we can have a Pulisic and a Mount or a Ziyech and a Mount in behind. I think, and they're all very interchangeable. So for me, I said it on the pod. There's very few teams that can make 100 million pound mistake and. Fortunately for us three here, it's all of our teams, in my opinion. I don't think anyone else in the Prem could make a hundred million pound mistake. But for me, yeah, on the bench definitely because it's not even like he's shown any fight, heart, anything, and that will end up making people's opinions of him become more like a Higuain or a Pato or etc. Yeah, I mean Falcao tried hard. He was just rubbish. He was just finished at that time. I, yeah. I think I think yeah. for Lukaku. The people who stick up for him can kind of say, oh, the service isn't there. But then when you see a stat such as seven touches in a whole game, yeah. it's kind of dominant yeah. where he's not even trying yeah. to get himself I, available. Yeah, I agree. again, I, I agree with that to a point. I think it's not solely on him, but he does go hiding. He does hide. But as well, you've got to remember, Chilwell and James are our, our proper full-backs, well, wing-backs. And we've not had James for nearly two months and Chilwell's obviously been out for the season since 2021. So the service isn't going to be what it was. Marcus Alonso's playing every single game and we're playing a defensive right wing back in Aspilicueta, really. So the service is like Chilwell and James, Aspi and Alonso, it's day and night. But he does go hiding and he needs to... He's 28, I think. I think he's 28, 29. Um, he needs to act like a senior player and he's not. And like I said, if he goes in the summer, there won't be many Chelsea fans that are arsed, really. Because we won the Champions League without him. We'll, we'll be fine without you as well. But if you want to stay and fight for your place, that's fine as well. Yeah, and um, stand the night after um, United under Ralph mm. Ragnick begin the knockout um, campaign and against the Atleti Madrid side who are the weakest defensively since Simeone took charge. Yeah, it's only the second time we're playing them, uh, competitively anyway. We played them in 93 in the Cup Winners' Cup and they knocked us out. So um, they've got a 100% record against us. Um, yeah, it'll be an interesting game. I don't think either team, well, definitely... You know, now the team's as strong as they were, you know, in the last, you know, four, five, well, longer than that for United, but four or five years ago for Atleti. And like Jim's just said, defensively, they're not great. They lost to bottom of the league um, the other week uh, when they were at home. Uh, United have had a few draws and that. So I think both sides will be a little bit tentative about this one, especially the first leg. It'll, it'll be one of them where neither side wants to lose. The water still being with the shout coming into the second leg, but I think they'll both fancy it against each other. I certainly fancy it against them. It's the weakest Atleti have been in years. Uh, Simeone said that Griezmann and Suarez will both be on the bench, so I don't. I don't even know who they'll start up front. Correa, uh, maybe. Shao Felix, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, 
And yeah, I think it's just a case for, from United's point of view, like I say, to be to be going into that second leg with a chance of of you know if we win at Old Trafford, then we're through uh, kind of things. So it's a it's a case of not losing in, in that away game. But it'll be it'll be interesting because you know I always like playing new teams in, in in the Champions League teams that I've never seen us play against, and, and that's one in Atletico Madrid. It's boring when you play the same teams all the time. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'll, definitely. I'll, I'll interesting. How far can they go, Stan? Because. Um... Obviously, the league has took a bit of a, a turn for the worse, and even for Ronaldo, who is missed the Champions League, I mean, we can count him out at kind of our own peril, really. I mean, you can laugh him all you want, but in the Champions League, he shows up time yeah. and time again. Can United win the Champions League? Well, yeah, I think they can. I think people would have laughed if, if you'd said Chelsea would have won it, you know, just before um, Lampard was sacked, or maybe even just as Tuchel came in. I mean, if you look at... United have got goals in them. The, the issue we've got is, is you know, conceding them, which we have done in pretty much every game this season. So Chelsea didn't have that last season. They were the opposite, where it was they didn't score many, but they also didn't give many chances away. So, you know, United definitely aren't a favourite. But, you know, we've got Cristiano Ronaldo up front. It, it's the uh, Champions League slower. We've seen that already he's scored, is it four or five goals in the groups already? And, and it is his competition. So I'm not going to write him off in that sense. And, you never know. You don't know. It's it's luck of the draw as well. You could get maybe you know a lesser team going through. You play them in the quarter final and you brush them aside, and then you're in the final four. And you know if you just get three games right, then you've, you're lifting the Champions League trophy. So I never write us off, but I think I'd be daft to uh, think that we're actually gonna gonna win it. So uh, why? But why not, Cook? It's the only thing we've got left to win. So yes, is the answer. <laughs> the slogan last year for us, Stan, was why not us. So, why not us? So, well, you know what? Reprint them t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Red. make them red. No, we we'll wear blue ones. Oh yeah, you like wearing blue. Save money, innit? You like wearing blue yeah. sometimes. Yeah, save money. Respect. Save money. Skin. It's what Liverpool know you. Ever. <laughs>